and welcome to Legally Bond, a podcast presented by the law firm Bond, Chenick & King. I'm your host, Kim Wolf-Price. Today's episode is a special anniversary edition, the 125th anniversary of Bond, Chenick & King. Our guest today is Chair of Bond's Management Committee, Kevin Bernstein. Thanks for coming back to the podcast, Kevin. I'm glad to be here on the final episode of 2022. And no, it's not because I personally am 125 years old. <laughs> Nowhere close. Nowhere close. Well, thanks for coming to join us for this. I know that because you chair the firm's management committee, that which is, by the way, a group of members elected to run the law firm, that also means you get to give the occasional Bond, Shenick, and King history lesson to new attorneys uh, and employees. So every, actually, when new lawyers start, we have orientation and I go through our history you know, over and over again. I should probably have it memorized, but I have some notes here just to make sure that I don't forget anything or anyone. But yeah, I do it from time to time. And actually, it's uh, it's a great lesson in history for our firm. So I'm happy to do it again today as part of the Planner podcast this year. I appreciate it. Thank you. So we're talking about an anniversary such as 125 years. I'd like to talk today about what that means to bond as well as to the clients and communities we serve, and then maybe get your thoughts on the next 125 years of Bond, Chenick and King. Does that sound like a plan? That sounds like a plan. Let me get my crystal ball out first. Okay. <laughs> hey, I think you're, you know, I don't think you need one of those. I think you're doing pretty good with that. All right. So before we get into the conversation of all things bond, I do want to remind our listeners that Kevin is an attorney in our environmental law practice group with a big focus on energy law. He's also an active community volunteer sitting on a number of boards, including the United Way of Central New York, is a former chair of the New York State Bar Association's environmental and energy law section, also happens to have a fantastic wife and kids and three wonderful grandchildren. So is that an okay, quick summary? That's a great summary. I would add that my son just started law school. He just finished his first semester. So it looks like there's going to be another lawyer in the family in a few years, at least. Yes, that's fantastic. So so one L fall has been completed. Yes. That's important. That's the toughest one. So that's good to have that that over with. All right. Well, we're doing this this episode because anniversaries are special. 125 years. That's an amazing milestone for any business. So, what makes it particularly unique for a law firm? Well, let me let me start with your first sentence. Really, for any business, really, it, it's amazing to be around that number of years. I mean, the longevity is tough in, in this, this day and age uh, with the economy, with the changing times, and and I'm not just talking about as a result of the pandemic. And with law firms in particular, it's, it, you know, we're a professional services organization. And the thing that we pride ourselves on, of course, is providing excellent legal work and responsiveness to our clients. And, you know, over the years, certainly over the last probably 10 or even longer years, I mean, I think that some of the large, large law firms have gotten much larger and gobbled up some of the small law firms. We have a nice kind of middle of the the road kind of size so that that hasn't happened to us. We've grown where we've needed to grow to address certain specific specialty areas and to make sure that we have a deep bench to provide our service to clients. But we've adapted over the years. You know, frankly, I think we've done a better job than most in doing so. So that's why it's kind of unique for a law firm to last that many years. And that's why we have lasted that many years. I think that's great. And, you know, you can see that in some of the decisions over the, the last few years, the combinations, it's all strategic and it's meant to move the business forward. That's right, Kim. 
Well, so would you mind then walking us through the history lesson you give, maybe starting with the founding of Bond and Mr. George Bond himself? So first of all, I'd, I'd like to say to the audience, I hope you had a chance to see our 125th year video, because then you could actually picture some of the people that I'm about to talk about, That's right. because they are prominently featured in that video. So there are no longer any Bond, Shenix, or King at the firm. The firm was founded in 1897, 125 years ago, by George Bond and Ernest White. And then Ed Shenick joined in 1908. So you still don't have all three names there yet. George Bond was actually elected Onondaga County District Attorney in 1908. And then Ed Shenick was elected Mayor of Syracuse in 1908 and Lieutenant Governor in 1915. Then, finally, Clarence King joined in 1913, and that's when the current firm name was established. So the firm remained small for a long, long time, well, at least until the late 1920s, when it began a steady course of expansion in Syracuse. And if there are any Syracuse University alum listening out there, that's the same Ernest White of White Hall on Syracuse University's campus. And that was part of the law school before the new building was built. So many of the lawyers at the firm were trained in Whitehall. <laughs> right. That's that's uh, that's exactly right. Uh, so great history. I mean, I think from the very early days, by the way, it showed that our lawyers wanted to give back to their community. You know, whether or not that's as you know an elected official or in other positions, but from the very early early stages of our firm's life, that that certainly was the case. Yeah, I think it's pretty amazing. I didn't know really all that history until I came over to the firm about three years ago. But it's amazing all the roles in government, local, state, and beyond that the founders and others have held throughout the years, these 125 years. Yeah, and and you know, the kind of community service that was important to the founders of the firm continue to this day. We have many, too many to count, really, uh, attorneys at our firm and others who are members of boards or actively involved in the community organizations. One of the community organizations, for example, I should have added uh, when you started out was the YMCA Central New York. So uh, I'm also on that board, but even on smaller boards, like I'm on the board of Pages Butterfly Run and participate each June in their run right in downtown Syracuse. Uh, I'm also in my own community where I live, Baldensville. I'm a member of the board of the Community Scholarship Foundation, and that's an organization that has given scholarships to graduating high school seniors for years and years, and it's very well known in Baldensville. There are other communities that have something like that, but we give out about $150,000 in scholarships each year. So, you know, these kind of civic and community-minded activities that have really coursed through the veins of those who have passed through our halls over the years. And I think uh, that really started with Bond, Shenick and King when, yeah. when it was formed, those gentlemen. That's pretty amazing. And I definitely see that with the uh, the attorneys at the firm, that even the most junior attorneys are trying to find ways to get involved. Absolutely, Kim. All right. So I guess for the first 30 years or so, Bond remained maybe a little bit smaller and then started to grow in Syracuse. And then we started adding offices. Do you want to talk a little bit about that part of the history? Sure. So I think You know, there was always a connection somewhat between, I suppose, politics and the founders of the firm. So it seemed logical that we would open up our second office in Albany, which is, of course, the capital of New York State. And so we opened that office 51 years ago, actually. 
And so since Albany, though, in 1971, we've grown in other locations. For example, we finally moved down to Florida in 1976, I believe first in Boca, and now our office is in Naples, Florida, at least our West Coast office, and I'll get more about that later. That's right. We opened up an office in Overland Park, Kansas, 1991. And of course, listeners are, unless they've listened to other podcasts, involving members of our collegiate sports practice group, you're, people are probably saying, well, why on earth do you have an Overland Park, Kansas office? Well, the answer is simple. We have a very active and very successful collegiate sports practice group led now by Rick Everard and Kyle Skillman. Overland Park is where the NCAA used to be based until it moved to Indianapolis. But, you know, notwithstanding that move of the NCAA, we were not going to uproot the families of the people who are in that office and ask them to move to Indianapolis. So we kept the office where it is. And that's a great location right in the middle of uh, the country. We opened up a Buffalo office in 1997. We expanded that office in 2016 quite significantly, probably twice as large as, as it had been, and right in downtown Buffalo. In fact, I was there on Friday. We have a small office in Utica, and there's a lot going on in Utica. I've been actually going to Utica very often, and there's a lot of development, and and it's exciting to see. We opened up, uh, we finally got down to Metropolitan New York in 2004, which is originally where I'm from, as I probably shared in prior podcasts. I'm originally from Brooklyn. And so we opened up a New York City office and a Garden City office at the same time in 2004 with um, attorneys from two separate law firms populating those offices uh, in New York City. And uh, we've been pretty much close to Grand Central Station in New York City and very close to the Mineola train station in Garden City through these years. So we moved into Rochester in 2008. Uh, Our current location is in the Linden Oaks Office Park, and that office has been very successful. And we've grown that office from, I think, five lawyers to dozens of lawyers since then. And and then we opened up an office in Saratoga Springs. Uh, even though we have an Albany office, we moved a little bit north to Saratoga Springs. And we have a couple of our members, or more really, from our Albany office actually sit in our Saratoga Springs office. Uh, those are who are already residents of Saratoga Springs. So we're part of that community, which is an important thing for those in that community in terms of choosing their legal yeah, professionals. We uh, moved into Boston in 2018. We have a strong, as Kim knows, we have a strong IP presence in Boston. Yeah. Uh, and it, we, we felt it was important to open up a Boston office. So we opened that in 2018. In 2021, we opened up two separate offices, one in New Jersey, in Red Bank, New Jersey. We have uh, lawyers in our New York City office who are admitted in New Jersey, and we have a, a lawyer sitting in New Jersey. And then uh, we opened up a White Plains office in Westchester County, New York, really the the last major city in New York State for us. And we're right downtown, and we have a a number of clients already in in the Westchester area, and we're hoping to grow that uh, office. And then finally, as a result of the combination with the Laser Law Firm, which became effective in June of this year, we opened up or actually we came into the Melville office, which is where they were located. That was right. in, in headquarters. So now those are the Suffolk County headquarters yes. of <laughs> King, as opposed to Nassau County and Garden City. And then Laser also had a, a West Palm Beach office. So we're now we're on the other coast of Florida, 
coast to coast uh, and, in Florida. Yeah, and, and those and those two offices in Florida really are working well together in terms of the kind of practices they have, and I think that there's a room for growth there as well. So today we have, I believe, it's 289 attorneys in 15 offices in five states. That's, That's our, our our latest tally, and and of course. Um, you know, we every September we add new lawyers, those right. who are graduated in May, and we just had some start and uh, and we'll do the same thing you know next September just to keep continuing to invest in you know new lawyers and organic growth as well as growth created by combining with other law firms. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I have to say, I just had a, a great call yesterday with all the Melville Associates just to catch up, have coffee on a call together. And right. it's really great how in six months they're just part, they're part of the firm and they they felt that and they were saying that. So I, I think this is all a result of steady and planned growth. And of course, with that growth, we have increased practice areas and service. So what are some of the things that you think led to Bond's strong 125 years as a law firm? There, there are a lot of things I think that have contributed to the longevity of the firm. And frankly, I think that, you know, these are common things that law firms have to do for their clients. Number one, we have to provide great client service. And, and that in and of itself means a lot of different things. Being responsive, basically knowing your stuff, uh, battling like hack for your client, and then getting great results. So, I mean, a lot of different layers to what great client service means. Uh, all of those things are part of it. And I think that, you know, we have certainly emphasized to our lawyers, young and old, the importance of providing great client service. That's our number one priority. I think we've done a pretty good job also at adapting to the change in time, for example. Even though we're 125 years old, you might think, well, you're 125 years old, you're a little stodgy, you know, but that's <laughs> not at all the case. I mean, we are, we have advanced technology, you know, not, and I'm not just talking about the, you know, the virtual world we live in now, but we advanced technology to, first of all, to protect our systems, cybersecurity uh, risks are things that we advise clients about. And of course, we take them seriously as well. So we have adapted over the times to that and other things. I think we have really tried to develop, you know, a diverse uh, workforce. That's another thing that's really, really important to us. Absolutely. And and so, you know, some of those things that we've done over the last 125 years, as we've evolved, I think, and to try to keep up with the times are really important because it really, really relates to the first item I talked about, which is client service. So I think those are all important. And, you know, we, I think what we've seen consistently, certainly throughout the years is community engagement. We continue to be a firm that is invested in the communities in which we have our offices, whether it's through being on a board, just volunteering. Pro bono, of course. Uh, pro, right, pro, <laughs> pro bono activities. Those are all different ways that people give back to their community, whether it's as a lawyer, as in the pro bono case, or just as an individual who cares about a particular organization's mission or goals. I think for any reason, personal or otherwise, I think what we've seen over the years is just a continued commitment of our people to those kind of engagements. Now, I will say that we encourage that. It's part of our strategic plan. It's part of the, what we try to impress upon all of our lawyers in terms of the vision and va visions and values that we have 
here at Bon Chenick and King. And I think that people are, are living that on a day-to-day basis. And, and we think it's a great thing because, you know, there are some of our communities that have a lot of needs. You know, I see that in some of the organizations that, that I'm on. So that's some of the things I think that have led to our, a strong 125 years as a law firm and frankly will be the foundation I know this is one of your later questions, but I'll answer it in advance. <laughs> yes. It will be the foundation of the continued livelihood of this firm for years, hopefully another 125 <laughs> years or more into the future. Yeah, I think you're right. It's that solid foundation. And, and part of it, too, is that, I mean, I think you started your first term as chair of the management committee or managing member, as we sometimes say here with a combination, right? It was the Jekyll Buffalo when we combined with Jekyll. 2016, and January yeah. 1st, 2016. Yep. So, and then we've had, we had a couple of recent, but those are, those are thought out. And what goes into it is just like, not just is the client service good, is this going to provide better work for our clients, but how is the, the personality? How is the the mission, the values, do they reflect these values? And I, and I think that's been a big part of the growth, right? Even when we do combinations. Yeah, so I think, you know, all of what you just said really translates to one word, and that word is culture, when we look at whether or not we think a combination will work. We want to make sure that the cultures are similar between our firm and those of a firm, or even of, of a person that's going to come and work and, and be with Bon Shenick and King. So I think that is, you know, the most important thing, and and there are a lot of different things that make up culture, many of which I've talked about already, and including some of the things that we talked about that led to Bond's strong 125 years as a law firm, you know, client service, adapting to changing environments and community engagement. So all those things we need to see in others who are going to join the firm. Another, ter- another term we actually like to use is collaboration, the yeah. willingness to collaborate. Now, you know, some may think when they hear that word that we're just trying to you know, have as many lawyers as possible to work on a particular matter. That's not it at all. Mm-hmm. What collaboration means to us is that we we are necessary, work as a team together uh, without any pride of authorship, without any kind of territorialism, just making sure that we're all working for the same thing, for the client's good, and to try to achieve an objective of a client. And that's one of the advantages of having a deep bench, but also a, a diverse in many ways, whether it's background, practice areas, communities, upbringing, that helps kind of pull that all together in that collaboration. One of the better examples really is, you know, when we're working on a, you know, fairly sophisticated business transaction for a client, because there are so many different kinds of lawyers that we that are needed That's you know true. whether it's a business lawyer an environmental lawyer a real estate lawyer a securities lawyer and an ip lawyer right. there are so many different uh, variables on a complicated transaction but you know last year we did a number of these and the team really worked seamlessly together for the client so i you know i think that those are the kind of things that we uh, how we provide service. Those are the kind of things we uh, we look at in, in the kind of, you know, frankly, acquisitions or lawyers that we bring here to the firm. And, and those will be the continued hallmarks going forward in terms of the growth of this firm, because we're, we're not going to change our outlook in terms of how we evaluate talent. We're not going to change our outlook 
in how we assess potential acquisitions. We're certainly not going to change our outlook in what our primary goal is, and that is providing the best client service. So I think, you know, in terms of going down the road, well past the time when, you know, I'm no longer a managing member and beyond, I think, you know, I expect uh, that we'll see the same kind of things uh, in the future. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I think it's a strong foundation for the next 125 years. I think so, Kim. I think that's as much crystal balling as I can do for, <laughs> for today, but I think it, it's as safe a bet as I'll ever make. I think that's true. I would back that bet. I would back that. Well, thank you for joining us for this Bond Shenikin King 125th anniversary episode, Kevin. I have to say, I actually already do have topics in mind for you for 2023, so I hope you'll come back. I will be glad to join you anytime you ask him. Thank you very much. All right. Well, 125 years is pretty amazing. I think there's a lyric that says something about has to be celebrated. Write it down. Just don't miss a year. And we won't. So thank you again, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Legally Bond. If you're listening and have any questions for me, want to hear from someone at the firm, or have a suggestion for a future topic, please email us at legallybond@bsk.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Legally Bond wherever podcasts are downloaded. Until our next talk, be well. Bond, Shenick, and King has prepared this communication to present only general information. This is not intended as legal advice, nor should you consider it as such. You should not act or decline to act based upon the contents. While we try to make sure that the information is complete and accurate, Laws can change quickly. You should always formally engage a lawyer of your choosing before taking actions which have legal consequences. For information about our communication, firm, practice areas, and attorneys, visit our website, bsk.com. This is Attorney Advertising.